That's what's up. So one thing I noticed, man, as soon as you got here, this is what you did. You popped you a bottle of Bel Air. You on Bel Air on a regular basis, huh? Oh, uh, day every day. Why? What, what's, why is that your choice? Uh, something different. Something different. Something different. Man, you go ahead and get that endorsement. <laughs> We're gonna keep that a secret. <laughs> That's what's up. Up. I didn't know if you was on his mother's side or not. Um, back in the day when I was coming up, I used to uh, work at the commissary with uh, Miss Raquel. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? She was always super cool. Man, I talked to She's her She's always talking about sweet. You know what I'm saying? I talked to her today, man. That was my first time talking to her in a long time. Yeah, that's what's up. So, man, one thing that I always hear about um, the gumbo down in New Orleans is that it's not necessarily a particular restaurant or a place that you go to to get it. It's always somebody's mother or somebody's cook. auntie who won't cook it this cook. where it's the best at. Now, so I was I wanted to ask if that was true or not. Yeah, come take a trip, man. I got somebody that can fix it for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right what's up. now. That's what's up right there. That's what's right up. Right now. Wife in the building. She could hook you up right uh, now. Okay, wife can get it in. Right now. That's what's up, okay. <laughs> so you're a native of New Orleans, uh, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was it growing up for you down there? Oh, man, it was it was tough, man. I was always on both sides. Yeah. Like, I was, you know, in the streets, but didn't have to be. Right. And, you know, always on the, I could... I could just switch it up and go on the other side to what, you know, I could run away from all that shit. Yeah, yeah. So what down Not there, necessarily the suburbs, uh, but, you know, I just come from a good family. Right, right, okay. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. So down in New Orleans, it's all, it's different wars down there, right? Mm-hmm. So which yeah. ward is your family from? I'm out of nine. My whole family, out of okay. nine. Okay. The Who, oldest what? side from out of Desire, the younger side from Cross the Canal. That's me, Cross the Canal all day. So what? Was there any uh, particular artist we know of just from from the Ninth Ward? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, KK, that's probably somebody y'all know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, G Unit. Okay. He from off the other side though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying that's probably about the biggest artist. But they got some more upcoming. Uh, uh, Nino Calvin, Holly Grove King, uh, fucking Max P. They got a lot of the upcoming. They got a lot of upcoming niggas though. Okay. I'm so growing up, were you an only child, or did you have other brothers and sisters? Nah, I got a big. I had a a big brother and a big sister. Okay. 
And 18 years later, man, I was 18. Pops finally decided to have another baby. <laughs> I was 18. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, Katrina, baby. You were born like two weeks before Hurricane Katrina. Oh, man. That's, man, that's crazy, man. I know we're going to get to that. We definitely going to get to something um, the, about that Katrina, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, situation. Because I know uh, being from New Orleans, that's definitely something that you had to face, you know, mm-hmm. your family had to face and go yeah. through. Um, I've not had the opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to go to New Orleans or whatever, but... How would you say the culture in New Orleans shaped you as uh, as the man you are today and as the artist as well? I wouldn't want to be from no other place, man. Oh uh, yeah, why is that? Like I, I mean, I understand. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I understand you want to come from no other place. I've been, I've yeah. been, I've been to so many different places. Yeah. And it's just not like home. You can't get the same valuables you could get back at home. Like, I just come up here with a whole bunch of shit that y'all will never see. Right, right. That we got back at home. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. That's dope. It's always different at home. Okay. Now, I got a homeboy from New Orleans, man, who I, um, who we grew up with, uh, Demontre. I think he may have been from the Seventh Ward or something like that. Um, he used to always talk about how he went to rival high school, because we were around the same age as mm-hmm. Wayne. So he said he used to go to rival high schools mm-hmm. with Wayne. Um, it was that was that the same same for you or was it was it different? Nah, that's the same for everybody. If you went to you know if you went to that, yeah, yeah, then you are gonna be into. No, it. I'm saying like what what high school did you go to? Nah, was it did your high downtown. school was your high school the rival with Wayne or was it was? Nah, they from uptown. I'm from downtown. That's okay. that's like two sides, two so different two, sides so of the city. Totally different yeah, sides. That's okay, two okay. sides of the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. I didn't know. Um, I, I wanted to ask that question yeah, because that's, that's um, two sides of the city. So what? Okay, then. So what was the name of the high school that you did go to? Uh, I went to quite a few. I went to Lawless. Mm-hmm. That's in the Nine Ward. That's in my hood. Okay. Yeah, but I went to Booker T. That's in the Calio. That's like in the heart of the Calio. Uh, uptown in the Third Ward. Uh, I went to Clark for like a couple of months or so. Like everywhere I used to go, I used to get put out. I ain't even gonna lie. So, yeah, so you moving school. around to different schools because you getting kicked out. Yeah. So did you? What? What? what did, so what I you always had that, a problem with authority, man. Oh, that was, was not yeah. the problem. So yeah. would you say that you still excel in class or? or, or what, I was, was always one of the smartest motherfuckers in class. Okay. No matter. No matter what I did. So what you going? What, what's your favorite subject then? Uh, math, of course. Who? Math. Math. Of course. <laughs> Nah, not for me, man. I'm a number man. I'm a number man. My homeboy was a numbers man, man. He was he was cold with that math. I can't I can't put those numbers together like that. Math, my worst subject. Math, my worst subject for real, man. Um, uh, history was something that that I was more or less attracted to, but you know, it is what it is. So history. Yeah, yeah. I I fuck with it, but you know. It's two sides of it, so, you know. <laughs> right, right. That's a whole nother story. So, at what age did you pick up music, your love for music? I mean, did it start early for oh, you? Did yeah, you just... Yeah, truly, yeah, it did. Like, I've been writing and been rapping for a long time, but I never took it serious. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Probably when I came home from jail. That's when you... That's, that's, when, I, that's, so when, not, I, not, that's when my first... 
initial to take it serious. Right, right. It was just that, like, I just had a little moment. Right. And I so dropped the mixtape. It wasn't one of those things as a kid, like, coming up, watching, you know, catching all of the different artists who's coming up. I mean, because you're from New Orleans, you know what I mean? So, I mean, of course you seeing, you seeing Wayne, you seeing mm-hmm. P, you seeing all of these artists from your city coming right. up. Did they give you type of, any type of influence to want to become an artist and do your thing? Or... Like when you started rapping, so I'm saying like as a kid seeing any of them. Yeah, you know, BG, BG was my favorite hot boy coming up. Okay, like that was that's the only rapper that I ever wanted to be like, BG. So what? Okay, at at your high school, I don't know, but up at our high school, it was you know you you had you had the niggas that rap, so they would Mm -hmm. they would link up in more in in the morning or in between class, Mm -hmm. and they would you know. They had spit bars. Mm-hmm. Was was that the same atmosphere at your school? Yeah, it was, but yeah. I wasn't the rapper then. Okay, you wasn't the rapper. No, I was just I was just in the crowd. I was just I was the hype man or something. Like I <laughs> wanted to hit the balls. Yeah, so you, like I said, I kept it a secret. Like a lot of people like really didn't know I knew how to rap. I'm saying till I probably was like 14, 15 when I started smoking and just freestyling with niggas in the car and shit. That's when niggas really knew I knew how to rap. But other than that, like, nobody really knew I knew how to rap. So, New Orleans, man, growing up in New Orleans, it's all, it got a violent past. Um, what type of effect did that have on you growing up in that city? That's rough, man. That's rough. That's something that everybody deal with. I'm saying, especially being in the streets. I'm saying, I went through my era, mm-hmm. but I was just smart enough to, you know, I was smart enough to make it out. I'm right, cause I know what 1994, uh, New Orleans was mm-hmm. was uh, murder, the murder capital of the world for a long time. Yeah, from '94 to was it hard for your people to, to keep you out the streets, or you just months just running wild in the streets, or what? They they tried, man. They tried. I ain't gonna lie, they tried. I give them that. They tried, but I was one. You know, my my mama worked her ass off, so she was always gone. You know what I'm saying? Pops working, he come home, he zed. I'm saying so I'm right. by myself. I'm gone. So what your mother what, what did your mother and father do for a living? You know what I'm saying? Uh, to make you know, mom mom was a she was a secretary at the hospital for a long time. Two different hospitals for a long time. She wound up going to school and shit. Now she a, a fucking licensed practitioner nurse or shit. She like oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. coming from the project. So that's one of the reasons like she one of my biggest motivations. She come from the projects and she like she straight. Right, okay. You know what I'm saying? So, Pop, you said Pops did what? Pops, Pops was a, he used to do the concrete shit. So I already had the ability to work in me. You know what I'm saying? It's always around me. So that's why I say I'm a numbers man. I always, I like it, Matt. I like to work. I like to count. I like to do numbers. You know what I'm saying? We do numbers. So I'm a, I'm a working man. So Master P of No Limit, you got Birdman and Cash Money. Um, Those were two prominent figures down there in the music business. Mm-hmm. How accessible growing up? How accessible mm-hmm. were they? Well, would would it ever be a time that you would be out and um or whatever? And y'all just kind of like bump into them and see them, or you know, or yeah, coming. Well, shit, keep it real. Uh, my sister used to fuck with BJ at one time. Oh uh, yeah, I'm saying he used to come dip through by the house and everything. I'm saying, but I was young then. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying they wasn't. They was popping, but they wasn't really popping, popping. Okay. You know what I'm saying so. I yeah, they was like regular hood niggas, man. If you in the streets and you around, you running into them. 
what I'm saying, run into them like when they was at the peak of their not 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 when they were coming up. I was Maybe young at the then, peak of their career though. I was young. But you you know how it is when you can run into somebody and maybe you know if you that inspiring artist where you mm-hmm. can, you know, give them the opportunity. I don't know, maybe then maybe the culture is different down there in New Orleans, then is it is it is it not like that? It's a run up to New Orleans like that. Well I'm just saying on, on I mean like on on the music tip, but I guess you can't right. that's yeah. what I'm saying. They're like they when it was first coming up, like it was, it was different on some shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying it was real street niggas. You know, try to get on. You That's know, what I'm saying. Not, not too many. They had their own. Like they used to do their own their scoutings. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying, and go around and, and handpick who they wanted. Like they didn't really too many people because you could just hand music to like that. Right. So one particular song I remember um, listening to growing up was. Uh, was that Dragon in the River joint? Uh, uh, UNLV. What's the what's the what's the story behind that? Uh, I know it's it's supposed isn't it a story a, behind that record? A, yeah, it's a real story. You know, uh, something I ain't gonna speak <laughs> on. But, you know what I'm saying that's street shit. You know what I'm saying so. So I guess it's still it's probably still you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, New Orleans. One thing New Orleans is known for is that bounce sound. Um, what I, do you know where that sound came from or originated from? Uh, they be saying different people, but I, my biggest one that I always hear T.T. Tucker. Okay. Like he was a uh, one of the first ones that really done that, originated it. Is it a uh, is it a sound that comes from a, a particular? Is it a well, uh, like, like I, I, I'm not sure where the sound come from. Right, right. Somewhere around the, the jazz turn hip hop or some shit like that. So, not really sure where the sound come from. That shit been around before I was, you know, I'm an 87 nigga. That shit came, that shit was out in the 80s. Yeah. So, Manny Fresh, he's a producer who mm-hmm. uh, uses that sound a lot. When you when you out as an artist and you shopping for beats, is that a type of beat that you look for for something with, with you know with that bounce in it? I got a hit song right now. I'm about to he about to take off <laughs> a bounce song on a you know that's just me. I'm I'm from the city. I always do something for the city because I want the city to you know fuck with me. If I blow up anywhere, I want to blow up in the city first. Right. You know what I'm saying, and that's the originated sound, and that's just something that I like to do and flip that type of shit. Like, I don't be on that shaky ass type shit, but, yeah, you know. That's what's up. So, at 18, when I was reading your bio at 18, um, you you ended up having the, the whole Katrina issue. Mm-hmm. So, when, the Katrina, mm-hmm. when Katrina hit, you ended up leaving and going to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, how was that transitioning out to Atlanta for you? Uh, at first, it was hard, man, because I was, like I said, I was 18. I just turned 18 in July, mm-hmm. and the storm hit in August. I'm saying so. I was 18. I was on my own. And my first time just getting pushed out there on my own. Mom's in fucking Houston. My dad in BR. I'm saying I'm out there with my homies. Okay. I'm 18 years old. Yeah. Fresh. Way in a whole another state. That shit was hard for real. That shit was rough. Yeah. That shit so was rough. when when that when Katrina hit, did 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 you get out of there before? Yeah. I the whole my, thing. Yeah, okay. My, so brother, my big before. my big brother came got me like the day before that bitch hit. Like, okay. I was sleeping. He can't get me out of my sleep. Yeah. Like, bitch, get up. I'm like, man, I ain't going nowhere. I'm like, like, man, you tripping. You about to come with me. That's what I was going to say. People you know like, a, a lot of people like who live on those, in them areas, Florida, Texas, New Orleans, um, 
they always like to ride the storm out sometimes, yeah. man. So that, that, was, that was your that, plan? Yeah, because that, that was one of the type of niggas my daddy was. Yeah. Like every year the storm come, all I see evacuated, he'll stay. You know what I'm saying? He board the windows up, board the doors up, and he stay and ride it up. You know what I'm saying? And that year, I was like, that bitch don't ever come. Because they, they always say it's coming, yeah. but they don't never come. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, like, a lot of people had that feeling that it was going to come because it was just so much shit that was happening in 2005 before it hit. Right. It was like some wild shit, like little babies getting killed and old folks getting killed. And uh. it was just some wild shit. And was like, nigga, everybody was like, man, we do for one. Like, right. this bitch gonna hit. And that bitch hit and tore the city up. Man, did you have any family members who had to, uh, anybody had to go stay in the dome or, you know, get, yeah, I, get, get displaced? Because a lot of family members got displaced during that time. Did, did you, did any of your family members go yeah, through that? Yeah, shit, my mom, she was at work when I had them. Like I said, she worked at the hospital. That's yeah. usually where we go evacuate at. But that bitch blew the roof off the hospital. She had to get uh, rescued in a helicopter from the hospital and shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And, you know, I can't leave out the a real important fact, like wifey. You know, she lost her mama and that shit. Damn, man, I'm sorry you know to hear that. Sorry to hear that. I know, that's, I know that affects you on a regular basis. Regular basis. It's probably hard talking about that, too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially around her. Right, right, right. You know so, yeah, sorry to hear that, man. Um, and then my little dog Ring, you know, I mean? he he lost it. His daddy, his yeah. daddy, oh, oh God, God in the storm. Damn, that so, shit crazy, man. Shout out to my nigga Ring, man. No, they wish I, I he on your tape, right? Yeah. Okay, I, I thought yeah. so. I thought so. Mm -hmm. Um, so you get to Atlanta. How did you brace the city of Atlanta? Was it up to speed? Was it something different? Did you did you like it? What what what, what was up? Yeah, to tell you the truth, they accepted a nigga with open arms. So like. You know, far as the mental state, it was hard. But far as, you know, the emotional state, I'm saying, niggas, they, they showed love. Yeah. I'm saying, they was giving them niggas shit, you know, giving them niggas places to stay. I'm saying, they was showing sympathy for a nigga, but at the same time, far as the mental part, that shit was hard. Yeah. So you get in your groove, what were you doing to get by? Did they, did they provide a job for y'all? Like, I, I was young, there? I was still in school. Still in, oh, yeah? Yeah, I, was, I went to high school out there. Oh, okay. Damn. That's crazy. I was, I was so you young. 18, I was though, 18. You 18, your mother not there, your father not there, you but know. they still get you out there and they put you in school? Yeah, that was something I wanted that to do. That was something I wanted to do. That was something I wanted to do. So did you graduate from high school oh, out there? No. Never. People sent my ass to the moon or something. <laughs> 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 yeah, so you tell me you in Atlanta, you you end up, you 18, you in Atlanta, you stay out there for what, two years? I stayed out there for two, two years. Two years, man, um, and you end up running into some legal trouble. Yeah. Man, um, when you run into that legal trouble that you you get, you you fight that case, you get that over with, then you mm -hmm. shoot back I to New Orleans. I shot back home. I stayed home for maybe a couple months and I went to the country by my people. Okay. And I stayed out there for maybe two months and I wound up getting jammed up on some shit. So and that's when I went down my joke. So let me ask you, when you get back to New Orleans, what was the what was the city like? Were they was it still in the stage where they was rebuilding? Cause I know it took a long time to yeah. get a lot of the debris and all of that shit up, right? Yeah, but yeah, that was like two years later, so that was like in 07. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? So it was it has a lot of shit, you know, up and going and running, but it wasn't far as 
in my hood, you know what I'm saying? That was the worst part where it hit. Like, still to this day, that bitch is demolished. 15 years later, that yeah. bitch demolished. You can go over there right now, that bitch look like it hit last week. So they never really came back nah, to the not, not on Not on our side. Anything. Like, they, you know, a few little situations, few little places, but not, nah, 50% of that bitch still trash. Man, that's messed up, man. That's messed up. You would think that they would uh, have already um, came back and, and, and taken care of all of that. Nah, they, they trying to, they trying to, they trying to rebuild it. So you say you back. Change the culture and all yeah. type of shit. <laughs> so they coming wow. in, when that happened, they coming in doing some gentrification for yeah. real. That's what they Yeah, that's what they really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, you get back to New Orleans, you there, you get, you know, back to back, back to, to your mm -hmm. homeland. Um, but shit, you ended up running into some more legal trouble mm -hmm. to where it ended up putting you, you, you go yeah, sit down for what, three years? I turned down for three years. How that strong? How did that bitch change you? Uh, you know what they say, son. That bitch turned you into a man or a monster. Yeah. yeah that bitch turned me into a man. Yeah. Son, I ain't gonna lie. I still had the monster ways, but that bitch turned me into a man. You know what I'm saying? I like got my mind right on some shit. Yeah. Like, you know, mentally, I, I struggle with that shit, son. I got, I struggle mentally. So certain situations mentally I can't handle, I got to change to where I, I can't put myself in those situations. Is, so is that when you decided, you know, I'm gonna start like, taking yeah, this I'm music shit fuck. serious? Yeah, I sat down in the hole and shit. I'm like, fuck it. This may be my calling. Cause yeah. that's all I really did. That's how I joked my time, just uh, writing. Right, I was gonna say that. That was my next question. Like, I was gonna say, a lot of artists, they be like, man, I really couldn't write in jail because that's not the right environment for no. me to do that. And then other people, they come home with a stacks and stacks of pawns yeah, or rhymes. Was, I was gonna was, ask if you came home that was my with a whole book of rhymes. Yeah, that was my jokes. I came home with my mixtape already wrote. Perfect time in volume one. That bitch dropped way in 2011, so 10 two, years ago. That's what's, okay, so 2011, you come mm -hmm. home, you drop. I came drop, home in 2010. Okay, you came home 2010, mm -hmm. but in 2011, you mm -hmm. dropped your tape. That uh, perfect time in volume one, mm -hmm. right? Um, how was that music received? And what, what, first of all, what was your lead single on there? And how did the people receive that music? The lead single was uh, My Life. It's called My Life. It's a song called My Life. It was just strictly like the city. Just uh -huh. shit that really went on. The the hood, like like I said, nobody really knew I knew how to rap. Right. So when I came home and did it and uh -huh. they knew I knew how to rap, they accepted me with no problem. Cause they was like, damn, like, this is how you come out. Right. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They accepted me, but the motherfuckers that I was dealing with, like, they really wasn't motherfucker that I should have been dealing with at the time. So that shit died on and I'm like, man, fuck, I ain't no rapper, man. So every time somebody asks me, man, why you don't take the rap shit serious, man? I'm like, man, I ain't no yeah, rapper, rap. <laughs> And that's where the fucking album, I'm Not a Rapper, come from. Okay. Like, man, I'm not no rapper, man. So you sit, when you sit down for three years and then you come back home, how much how much had the, the music changed? The sound of music, the artist, so on and so forth. Because three years, you know, actually mm -hmm. a long time, you don't get a lot of different people who come in doing those times. So right. how you know, did we, that, I that was, sound I was, change? Mm -hmm. I was in tune with the music you okay. know, in, in that bitch because uh, Drake came out, you know, when, around that time when I was in jail. Uh, he had a, the, his single that he came out with. Uh, a few people, but 
it came when I came home. It was it was different. Like I had to to switch my style up a little bit because you know you got to switch your style up when the when the game change. Right. So you can't keep with the same old shit. So, so it was it was it was, and I really have a a one sided style because I write from the heart. Like I can't be fabricated. So it was a challenge. Right. I could say that it was a challenge. From 2011 up to what you dropped your tape in 2020, what mm-hmm. did you? What were you doing in between? Were you still dibbling and dabbling nah, into I was, the music I, I, business? Nah, I went back just, to the streets. He was back in the streets. I went back to the streets like hard. Yeah, like I said, it changed me. It changed me to a man, and then I come into some situation like fuck. I gotta go back to the streets. Right, right. Like, so you kind of like one yeah. in, you know, playing. I was nah. I Straddling was, the fence. Nah, I was I was out there. Out there. <laughs> so you all the way out there. What twenty twenty? So when you when you link up with with Cuz is what twenty twenty or twenty nineteen? Um, when y'all start talking about you know what I mean when he when he's talking to you about uh, creating. Uh, I don't know if it was creating a label or just getting you back into you know creating music. Really, the music. He, he came at me with the music, uh-huh. like, man. Like he he was one of the niggas that always did be like, man, you should you should take this shit serious, right? You know what I'm saying, and I always did know he knew how to rap. So if I'm like, you don't take it serious, why the fuck I should take it serious, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying. So he called me one day, I'm like, man, I'm ready, right? I'm like, if you read it, whenever you read it, let me know you read it. He called me and told me we were ready. I'm like, fuck it. I, I was like in, what, 18? Like 18. 18. Yeah. Like the end of 18. And then I started recording a lot of shit in 19. That's when I started, you know, started recording shit, writing shit. And then 20, like, like fuck, I'm about to... Come on, let's go. This the go. This the go time. Yeah. And we just fucking went, man. Here we are now. So you get on board and y'all create gold trophies, uh, entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that name come about? That was all his idea. That's all his idea. Yeah, that was all his the idea. Gold trophies. You just cause I'm just I'm, with it. I'm just whatever you come up with. Let me know and fuck. I'm rocking with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Now you just said earlier that people used to always come up to you and say something about the music, and your response was, "I'm not a rapper." So mm-hmm. in 2020, you end up releasing a project, and your project is named "I Am Not a Rapper." Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel about the music this time around when you started dropping it? Matter of fact, we're gonna take a part. We're gonna take a pause real quick. Uh, matter of fact, everybody, make sure we're gonna pay a couple of bills so we'll be right back. This season is sponsored by none other than Fade King's Barbershop. You know, go down there with your hair all messed up, your line jacked up. My mans, they gonna get you together. Shout out to the homie MJ, shout out to the homie Dame, and everybody else who works down there. So make sure y'all go check my people out at Fade King's Barbershop, located at 1111 North Dixie Highway in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Man, get that line straightened out. Are you a creative, personality, or sports analyst who wants to record your own podcast for the world to hear? That's the question. But let me tell you about my people over at Buzzsprout. What they do, man, it's amazing, and I hate for you all to miss out. You'll get a great-looking podcast website with audio players that you can drop into other websites, detail analytics to let you guys know how you were doing. Are these people listening? Where people are listening at? So on and so forth. Um... 
and they will also drop you off a few tools to help promote your episodes. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. I mean, through my eyes with one eye, Willie, we're on all of those, man. Y'all can go check us out at any one of those sites. If you sign up for a paid plan, you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card, which helps our show. So come on and join the 100,000 podcasters that are already using Buzzsprout to send their message out to the world. What is you waiting for? Alright, so we are back. We had to pay some bills, like I just said in that commercial. If you all are looking to start a podcast, make sure that you get that Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout to get you together. Now, Munch, in 2020, you released your project, I'm Not a Rapper. You just stated earlier that um, you got the name from, you got that name because people used to always ask you in the streets, you when your project coming, you say, hey, I'm not a rapper, the case may be. When you released this project this time, did the streets accept it more? Because I know before you said when you had first came mm-hmm. home, you were kind of discouraged because people didn't get behind you. You felt more comfortable? Did you feel more nah, comfortable? Nah, not, not for us, the, not for us, the hood. Like, the hood was backing me. Yeah. But for us, the motherfuckers that I was on a label with. Okay. You know so you were in a, so what label was you, where you were uh, Knockers Entertainment. That was, okay. that was some, you know, another hood shit. My little dogs that I grew up with started trying to start some shit and, Fuck, I'm fresh out of jail. I'm rapping. Like, fuck it, come on. Yeah, let's, so, okay. let's try. So you weren't happy with the way that the people who you had behind you was. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So you decided yeah. to go ahead and part ways. So when you part ways, you say you took that, you, you, you yeah, took I that break, felt, and then that's when you came back, back in 2020. Yeah, I with felt the all the way back. Yeah, I probably used to just, like, quote little shit on the internet to let motherfuckers know I still got it. Uh, okay. I post a little light freestyle every so often. You know what I'm saying? So it was always, that's why it was always like, when you gonna drop something? That's when motherfuckers really used to ask me. Mm-hmm. Like, if they hear something, like if I used to post some spy shit, like, man, what's up? When, when the music coming? Right. Man, I ain't no rapper, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, that that song that you have on there, man, and I'm not a rapper. That song most definitely slide. I know um, when I that's how I came across you because Sweet sent that to me, so I kind of mm-hmm. peeked out. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a rapper, man. Um, that was dope. The intro. Yeah, yeah, the, the intro. intro. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. That's just that shit hard. Mm-hmm. Um, when I listen to the project, uh, "Don't Cry," that's my joint, mm-hmm. and then "R.I.P." is another track that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really spitting some shit on that mm-hmm. man. Um, what made you want to write that R.I.P. track? And I, those are you know people who your people's yeah, right. Yeah, that's my people. Right, that was some real, some real street shit that that a nigga was into. Yeah, you know what I'm saying and fuck. To top it off, I've done the track. Yeah. I made the track. Right, right. Personally, on fucking GarageBand on the iPhone. Oh, okay, so you made the beat. Yeah, I made the beat too. and everything. Okay. Right. So you dibble and dabble with the uh, with the producer and making beats and all that, too? Yeah. That was just something I tried, something that shit came out like that. And <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. Hey, that's and I like that bit, one of my favorite songs on that bitch, Yeah, too. I like that. But yeah, that was my, my people. Like, that was a, a, a real true life story, like. So you know what I'm that's do, just how it came out. Do you try to keep your homeboy's name alive through your music? Of course. Yeah. This shit gonna ever this shit gonna forever be alive anyway. Fuck you. You're a legend. You know what I'm saying? Legends don't die. 
they name live on. Right. Yes, man. R.I.P. Joe, my dog. Now, uh, recently, probably a few months ago, Big Frida, she was on um, mm -hmm. The Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. And um, she they were talking about her contribution to the culture down there in New Orleans. What do you know about her contribution to the culture down there? And the reason why I ask is because I think I saw you take a picture yeah. Recently with her, right? He's featuring on a new song. On and on a new song? Yeah. Okay. So what? what's her co co contribution to the culture uh, in New Orleans? Uh, took it to another level. Like, that's, that's who took the the bounce to a whole another level. Like, uh -huh. on some shit. Like, back then, Jubilee did. Like, he was the first one that, with a, 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 world, a nationwide deal off a of bounce. You know what I'm saying? And nobody did that since Jubilee. And that shit was like the early 2000s or some shit. And once Big Frida came on the scene, like, that shit changed. So what what, what did Big Frida do? I mean, what did they did, did change it? Just the, just the, like, the music? It, I guess it was the acceptance. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? For us, like, motherfuckers ain't really used to accept. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. They didn't accept it. Yeah. And when Big Frida came around, like, it was just, like, the mo was down there and the city was rocking with them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. Well, the niggas gonna go where the, you know what I'm saying, where the females at. Mm -hmm. Females was rocking with them. You know what I'm saying? And it blew up. Shout out to Big Frida, man. My so what's that, what that track? So uh, that track, that track coming soon. You got a title for that track? Yeah, or Sneaky Link is out right now. Oh, it's already yeah, out. Yeah, it's out. Is it gonna be on your new project too? Uh, nah, not on. It's on the uh, EP that I dropped. It's on the okay. What was yeah. the name of that one? Uh, Real Life on the Way. Okay. And that's just a, like a little, a little brief message that I got a, another album called Real Life. Okay, so the album because you got Real Life on the Way, but then the album is it's Real, Real Life. Life. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay, cool. You got real life just on the way. I was. That's what I was just. That's what I was just. Yeah, I got an album called Real Life. Okay, now sweet keep pushing it back. So I didn't. So know. I dropped the EP that said Real Life on the way. Why pushing it back for? <laughs> nah, it's trying to just trying to get you shit popping, trying to get shit everything in order and get shit right. So I respect his mind. Yeah, that's one thing you know about sweet though. Time is everything. Perfectionist. Yeah, yeah. Trying to make yeah. sure you get the timing together yeah, right. Time you can trust everything. into what he has going on. That's what I say. Um, I got faith in him. So whatever for me, he do, I roll for with. Me, let me tell you one thing that I've always said about Sweet. He is the rapper. He's the art, I'm not gonna say rapper, he's the artist, the only artist who at, I'm still, I'm gonna say still to this day, that has the industry, has that industry sound. Like he can really, you know what I'm saying? It's a lyrical genius. He can compete up there <laughs> with them. The music that he makes is yeah. on that yeah, level. lyrical genius. You know genius. what I'm saying? And it doesn't matter be, when he puts it out. I have you. It's almost like an Andre 3000 type of nigga. Mm -hmm. Right. It don't really Like, it don't matter when he drops. Motherfucker gonna tune in. They gonna tap in. Because yeah. he would pre periodically send me chunks like, yeah, check this out. And then two years later, he's like, yeah, I'm about to drop. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to drop. So that was gonna be my next question, man. 2021, we gonna get an Albert Craig album. Man. Nice. He's gonna be on some Andre 3000, Dr. Dre type uh. shit. <laughs> 
I don't know, man. This nigga just like he. You know what? He just like those industry niggas. If you think about it, mysterious. He's the Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole. I'm pushing. I'm pushing. He fits right in that lane with those. Right. And I'm pushing for because I won't hear it. Me too. Fuck. Me too. Last thing I heard was "This Is Me." That was a minute ago. That was a minute ago. That was around perfect time. To be honest, I named my first. I named the first. The first episode on my podcast ever was named after this me. <laughs> this is me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I promise you that shit. That shit was around perfect timing. That shit was like 2010, 2011 when he dropped that. And then y'all both went on a high age. We high age. Yeah, y'all niggas man. related for sure. For <laughs> sure, yeah, for sure. Close. That's my nigga for real, for real. Man, so let me ask you, what's one thing in real life that you proud of? Man, I'm proud of the change, man. I came a long way, son. If a nigga know me and they know me, I came a long way, son. Like, I tell a lot of people, son, like, life, sometimes life get hard for me, son, because I never seen myself living to be 30 years old. Like, on some real nigga shit, son. I ain't, I never even pictured myself living to be 30, son. Because it was really out there in the uh, trenches. Man, I used to be wild, son. I used to be on some other shit. Son. So the change, real, real yeah. son. Definitely. So to be still here doing some shit, like I take pride in it. So I'm gonna ask you a rapper hip hop question. I know you're not a rapper, but your top five. Category? Like category. It don't matter, dude. Whether it was that rap, hip hop, favorite artist, top all five. times. Yeah, top uh, five. All times? Yeah. Wayne, of course, no one. Y'all uh, niggas gone. Uh, don't, uh, I ain't gonna sit down. Uh, uh, no, no. Nah, that's my, that's I, my error. That's my error. Man, young, young got me through a lot of, a lot of years, a lot of tough times, son, through his music. Few and meek, them niggas, you know, I, I listen to related shit when I'm going through shit. Them niggas, right. like, stop me from doing a lot of shit, just listen to music, son, on some shit. But, you know, I, it's hard. Like, I gotta categorize it, like, for his favorites or lyrical or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jay, I, I, I say Jay, Wayne, uh, me, me and Sweet. That's what's up. That's what's up, that's what's up, man, right there, man. So, look, man, where can people find, um, Munch on social media. Pick me up, man. Facebook, Instagram, Alibo Munch. That's all I'm not. I gotta get some more shit, man. I gotta get Clubhouse and Twitter. Wait, you got an iPhone? Yeah. Man, go ahead and download the app, man. I got phone. I got it. Right I got an invite and somebody brought me to the front of the friend list and all type of shit, but I just don't know what I'm doing. Man, you just get on there. Probably why I ain't just make get it. Get on there, turn your microphone on and talk. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. That's probably why I ain't make it. Sweet, I sweet, like, I ain't no game. phone, nigga. I'm not trying to tag Sweetie. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna get on next week. <laughs> I said, I said, I said, I know, I seen wifey on there, man. But on the coupe, I heard Mama Jocelyn on that shit, man. Yeah, I see wifey on there getting it in, man. I've been trying to get Sweet to come. I'm, I'm trying to get him to come on, talk about the show. I know they got the show going on, man. Yeah, Trophy's yeah. got a lot going on, man. For real, for real. Straight I up. I told him, man, this summer, I'm trying to be like, yeah, I'm trying to be straight. 
this summer. That's a lot of time. That's what's up, man. So if y'all don't know, man, I have my man Munch. He up here. I'm going to keep butchering the first name because I keep... Hold on, say it one more time. Alabo. Alabo Munch. I don't know why I can't get that down for nothing. But yeah, man. And Raj, keep all of this, too. Alabo Munch. I got my man Alabo Munch here, man. He came all the way up here from New Orleans. Then, like I said, this is Young Sweet, a.k.a. Albert Craig's. His cousin, um, they in town, they doing their things. It's Gold Trophy Z and T. They are tapped into the world's of this podcast. And this is through my eyes with one eye. Willie, I want to say thank you for coming through. Alabo Munch tapping in with me. Um, yes, love. We're going to continue to make this happen. You know what I'm saying? Yes, love. And whenever you're ready, man, if you want to, you can be the first person on the podcast to spit some bars. Oh, man, whenever you're ready, man. Whatever you ready. You got something for me, sweet? The floor is yours. Man, what's up? <laughs> you trying to spit, dog? Spit, son. I knew you were going to give me to try to freestyle, man. Nah, nah, nah. You ain't got to. They want me to walk a narrow line dead straight. You feel more alive when letting go a dead weight. Don't go to church shit. I can't afford paid fate. Scared straight trying not to catch a fair case. I wrote my problem, then I sent them to the atmosphere. Nowadays, good news is something bad to hear. Your friends jealous when they supposed to be your happy year. Like, how the fuck you turn out the bell racket tilt? Going down memory lane to my fastest gear. It's been a long road, and I ain't got no map in here. Just a bunch of weed smoking, lost passengers. I'm the driver, so I got to put the gas in here. It's a wall going on, so get your massive guilt. The streets talking, and I'm listening with a happy ear. I'm at the top like missionary. They trying to send me under to the cemetery. Dodging jail cells and obituaries. They trying to send me under to the cemetery. <laughs> Got a lot of shit to lose, and it's getting scary. Mom, talk to him. I need a prayer, hell, Mary. <laughs> Man, there y'all have it, man. Like I said, it's Alabo Munch. He in the building. Uh, make sure y'all tap in. It's episode three on the World's List podcast. Through my eyes with one eye, Willie. Appreciate it. Peace. Magnetic TV. 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 TV